Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Oh, come on, everybody. Let's praise the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. If God be for us, who can be against us? Oh, come on. Give him praise this morning. He's never abandoned us, never forsaken us. Oh, come on, it's a good life living for the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Where would I be if it had not been for the Lord on my side? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just, if you would, remain standing and, and reach for your Bibles. I promise uh, uh, I, I had, I've had, uh, I had three keys that I was going to three points I was going to make. And I already told Sister Sarah, I said, depending on time, I said, if I cut back to two, uh, but, but it's just going to be one. And uh, my wife said, she told me before church, she goes, she's that like it's a series of six and they'll have us back. So I've got 12 keys, but I'll just be doing one today. No, just, uh, but uh, I, I feel, I have felt the Holy Ghost so strong ever since this invitation and, and nothing about me, but but I I, I feel uh, uh, the purpose of this service is to give honor to Brother Gibson, uh, but uh, the the ministry, uh, Brother Bob Gibson, Gibson has always been about putting souls first, and and I, I feel like there is someone that the Spirit Lord is is looking for today. I feel it so strong. I've been able to shake it. I and so uh, if you would, Ruth chapter one, Ruth chapter one. And then I was in Ruth the last time I was with you, and I, I've left it since I've left y'all. Uh, but there was something that happened to me at, at family camp, and the Lord showed me something. And then I understand now what it all is, and it's something that my pastor had put in me. And I'm going to share that with you uh, today. Hallelujah, and I believe it will bless you. Ruth chapter 1, Ruth chapter 1, verse 22 and then Ruth 2, and then Ruth 2 and 23. I realize I'm the only thing standing between you and lunch, and amen, I, I feel the Holy Ghost is going to do a work here in Jesus' name. Ruth 1 and 22 says, So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law, with her, which returned out of the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of barley harvest. Amen. So uh, someone said they came back. Amen. Ruth chapter 2, verse 2 and Ruth the Moabitess said unto Naomi, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him, in whose sight I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers, and her hat was to light on a part of the field belonging unto Boaz, who was of the kindred of Elimelech. And then skipping one more time to Ruth 2 and 23, just to kind of give you the, the thread of the story. So she's speaking about Ruth, kept fast by the maidens of Boaz to glean. Everybody say glean. 
unto the end of barley harvest and of wheat harvest and dwelt with her mother-in-law. Amen. And so let, let us just let us just pray and hallelujah. That I'll will you bind with me and agree with me in prayer that God will have his way. Hallelujah. 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 We love you today. My God, let there be liberty in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. To move. Hallelujah. Powerfully, God. Through your spirit, Lord Jesus. I feel in the Holy Ghost. My God, do a work today. We honor you. We seek you. Lord, we know that we're nothing without you today. I pray, Lord, that what you've been dealing with me about, Lord, for several days will come forth in this sanctuary, Lord. I don't know who it is, Lord. I don't know where they are, but I feel like a sent man, Lord. Let me accomplish what you sent me here to do, Lord. Let me be a vessel, a mouthpiece, oh God. Let me rightly divide your word. Hallelujah. We give you the honor. Thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Amen forever. We thank you, Lord, for allowing us to sit in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Will you put your hands together and give God praise? Praise God. Amen. You can be seated. The, the original thought, the original thought is based off of this, this premise and that, that is the idea that uh, when I was at camp and family camp this year was, was powerful and it's kind of had one of those moments of meditation and the, the Holy Ghost just kind of doing some dealing with me that I, I felt in my spirit. And I felt at first that it was uh, just some direction from me. Uh, and then I went back home and then I thought about it just been some direction for our church. And then uh, getting ready to come here. And I, I feel like that I'm feeling now that it could be very well bigger than that. But uh, in my heart and in my spirit, I, I felt the Lord impress me that there was going to be a season where Ruth's and Naomi's would be returning. Well, amen. <laughs> y'all, I'll preach faster. Y'all help me preach. <laughs> amen. But, but the idea now, I'm not talking about backsliders or anything, prodigals or things of that nature. The Lord kind of gave me some insight on that and said that, uh, you know, that, uh, that uh, Ruth uh, and Naomi uh, represents two things because they came back to glean in the field of Boaz. And to, and to be quick, Leviticus 19 uh, kind of explains us they were living out a principle uh, that was established in, in Israel that they said that when they reap their harvest, that they do not wholly reap the corners of their harvest. And so when you gather your grain, when you, when you pick your, when you, when you pick your, your, your crop, that you don't gather all of it, you leave the corners. And, and, uh, for, for the, the watermelon industry around here, the, the principle will be that you don't, that you don't pick them all, that you go through the field and you leave some behind, uh, on purpose, uh, and that will be for the poor and that would be for the stranger. Amen. It goes on to say that when you gather your grape, that you don't gather every cluster. It goes on to say that if you drop a sheaf that you don't turn behind you and, and pick it up again. In other words, you were never meant to get it all. You were never meant to have it all. That you should always, hallelujah, leave something for somebody else. And, and let me just go ahead and preach right there that Hatchpin Apostolic Church uh, should always be a church 
that whoever comes in here and wherever they come in here from, that they can find what they're looking for. The blessings of God overflowing. The old timers would say, I'm drinking from the saucer because my cup is running over. There should always be enough for God, enough blessings of God, enough Holy Ghost that whoever comes in here can be full and find what they're needing. Amen. If you can't tell, I've only got one gear as well. Hallelujah. And so, uh, so, so let, me, let me say this. And so the, the idea would be, so here's Ruth and here's Naomi, and they're coming back home. And it is the beginning of the barley harvest. And so they're going to live out that principle that as Boaz sends his reapers into the field, that they are gleaning behind the reapers and picking up what they have left behind. Amen. I had three keys to a comeback. Hallelujah. Because you don't have to ever leave to need a comeback. When I was at Ocala, the Lord showed me two different kinds of people that this might apply to. The poor and the stranger. Uh, the poor is a person that could be here this morning who's just hungry for a word. Who came in here and said, I'm looking forward in a message. I'm looking forward in a song. I'm looking forward in a testimony. I may look good on the outside, but there's a hunger in my soul. I need a word from God. I need a move of God. Hallelujah. You might have come to church to just come to church, but beside you in the sanctuary came somebody poor in their soul, needing, hallelujah, some barley from the sanctuary of Hatchpin. Amen. I'm a, and so... And so the, the idea would be there that, and it's okay to be that way. It's okay to be that way. Thank God that's why we come here. That's why we gather together. Folks at our place drive from all over to come to our church. Same thing happens here. Y'all drive miles to be here. You owe it to yourself that while you're here to get what you need for your soul. You owe it to your family. You owe it to your marriage. You owe it to your job. To not waste one moment. To not waste one service. Hallelujah. To forget about your ego and your reputation. And say, I got to have something from on high today. Oh, somebody praise him right now. And so, so Naomi represents that aspect of the poor. She, she said, I'm coming back empty, which really wasn't true. She was coming back with Ruth. Amen. But sometimes you can convince yourself that you're empty. Amen. But you got more going for you than, than, than what you think. But Ruth represents the stranger, the foreigner. What, what does that person look like today in the sanctuary? It's going to be somebody who feels like they're in between. That God's doing a work in your life and you're kind of in between that. You stepped out by faith, hallelujah. And you don't know what the next step is going to be. You don't know what the next move is going to be. And so, so you're here today and you feel a stranger. Not a stranger in church, but a stranger spiritually. And said, Brother Campbell, I just need a word of direction for my family, for my marriage, for my ministry, for my tomorrow. And it's okay, hallelujah, to be in either place. 
place. But I've come to tell somebody in the Holy Ghost that no matter where you are or who you are or where you're coming from, I serve a God that allows a comeback. My God, I serve a God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, here's, here's my point. Here's key one. If you'll help me, he'd be the last key. Because here's, here's the thought I want to leave with you. And I believe that you put it in me. And it's simply this. You can't be too good to glean. I'm going to walk around. I'm not afraid. You can't be too good to glean. Can God put it all together back at once? Sure he can. But sometimes you understand he's also the God of the process. That he's looking for somebody that's thinking more than just fishes and loaves. He's looking for somebody thinking more than just a miracle they need right now. God's looking for a man. He's looking for a woman who will do it every day. Who'll do it every day? Then to get what they need from God. If you don't want it, leave it. I'll take it. If you, my God, have mercy. If if you don't want to shout, I'll shout. If you don't want to jump, I'll jump. If you don't appreciate it, I will. God's looking for somebody that's not too good to glean. Let me show you this, okay? I, Show this real quick. I've never seen it because Boaz was a wealthy man and it didn't take very long. He caught the eye of Ruth in chapter one. Ruth caught his eye. He's a wealthy man. He said, it had been fully showed me what all you've done for your mother-in-law. The moment he said that, he could have said, y'all come stay with me. It's just me. My house is big. I've got a room for you. I'll see about you. I'll see about your mother-in-law. There's no, there's no sense in gleaning when I have the wealth to give you everything that you need all at once. So I find it interesting that Boaz would say, he didn't say that. He just said, stay fast by my maidens. You're going to get it, but you're going to have to glean to get it. We serve a God that can give it to you on occasion all at once. But you learn more and you grow more and you trust more when you got to get out and get it every day. That you got to scrap for it and work for it and dig for it. Hallelujah. And trust God. Oh, come on, somebody. I feel, what are you saying, preacher? God wants to do something for you, but you got to be willing to glean. Listen, it put me on something, Everett. Oh, hallelujah. What am I? Okay. Oh, man. God put me on something. I'm not trying to be a spiritual giant, but I was praying, thinking about Ruth and Naomi's coming back. And the Lord dropped this thought to me in prayer, which began this little search that I've been on, this study I've been on. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, my people are trying to come back to me, but they're not willing to glean. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
And so I thought that was just me. Then I thought that was just Westfield. But I've had about 16 days to get ready for this service. And I don't know who you are. And I'm glad I don't. But there's somebody here that I need to give this word to. Otherwise, we'd already be eating. I promise you that I feel in the Holy Ghost here to help somebody. That God sees you trying to make your way back to spiritual discipline. God sees that you're trying to make your way back to a fresher anointing. God sees, hallelujah, where you've been and what you've been going through. And Boaz wants to give you everything. Boaz has everything you need. But the question is, is are you willing to do what you got to do to get what you need? And so here's, here's the idea. The idea is, is that you are following behind somebody else. You're not even a reaper. You're following behind the reapers. You're getting what they leave behind. It is a season in your life where it's not easy. But can I tell you that it might not always seem to be too much. But you start looking back on it, you'll find out it's always been just enough. That somehow I made it. Somehow I pulled through. Somehow I got, oh my God. Bobby's my main man. I whispered to him, I said, Bob, what kind, what time are these services over? And I know he fibbed, and I'm glad he did. Because he said, usually about 12.30. So y'all get mad at Bob, but I'll be done for way before 12.30. But here's the idea. Hallelujah. Is that the idea of gleaning means bit by bit. Little bit by little bit. It's the idea that, hallelujah, that I'm coming to the house of God with this spiritual mindset that I'll get it from wherever I can get it. I'll do whatever I got to do. It means you might be the first one to come up, the last one to go back. It might mean that you're the only one crying. It might be that you're the only one stirring things up in the sanctuary. But you got to get to a place in the Holy Ghost that you'll do whatever you got to do because you're trying to come back. And the Holy Ghost sent me to tell you that you got to glean to be able to do it. So, all right, here we go. Here's what I never saw. I run the risk. Have y'all seen it 35 years? But, but I've never seen it. Route 2 and 23, Cisco, Route 2 and 23 real quick. Sorry. Here, here's what the verse I've never seen. And so, so she kept fast by the maidens of Boaz to glean unto the to glean unto the end of barley harvest and of wheat harvest and dwelt with her mother-in-law because Ruth is a short book and we go from her going there in chapter one to gleaning in chapter two to laying in the feet of Boaz in chapter three. When I was hearing last time, Boaz, Obed's born and in the book, it seems because it's written fast, it happened fast. But that's not the way it is. And so if you read it and you're not careful and you pass by it, it just seems like she's a good-looking girl. Caught the eye of, you know, caught the eye of Boaz. I saw what you've been doing. Next day, she's at his feet. Next day, they're engaged. 
Next day they're married. Next day Obed. And about a week it's all over. But that's not the way it played out. Because the safe estimate says that if she gleaned from barley harvest, and when barley harvest ended, she gleaned into wheat harvest. Historically speaking, seasonally speaking, when the one ended, the one began. A safe estimate, a safe, a safe estimate was that's April, May, June, and July. April, May, June, and July. Four months could be six days a week joining the reapers in the field and picking up the leftovers of the reapers knowing in the back of her mind hallelujah that Boaz has everything I need if he would just bless me all at once then all of this would be over but hallelujah if you really want to have a let me go here Boaz represents our kinsman redeemer Boaz and I'm not talking about a salvation by works today I'm talking about a desperation I'm talking about a hunger in your soul I'm talking about what the old timers used to say I would not be denied I'm preaching to you that we give up too easy I'm looking for somebody this morning in Hatspin that's willing to glean looking who are you who are you because see, you don't know. You think that you're barely making it. You think that you're getting by. You don't know the other side of the story. You don't know that Boaz has pulled his reapers off to the side. And said, as she follows behind you, leave handfuls on purpose. You don't know that he said, leave a little extra for her. My God, you don't know that you've already caught the eye of Boaz. Listen to me. I know you're not, they're not here. But where I come from, we have to be careful because people follow Jesus for the miracles. And once they get the answer, they have a tendency to ease up and slow up. For, and because of that, we fail to appreciate the process and the journey, hallelujah, that it took to get there. Because I promise you this, once you gather it bit by bit, once you get it little bit by little bit, when you catch the eye of Boaz, you have no intentions on going anywhere else. You have no intention on being anything else. You have found that what you've been looking for. And so, so here's, here's, here's the premise of what I'm preaching it's said that it's what you put in me. It's why when you've, when you've heard the people honor you today about the, the highs and lows and, and trials and storms and you yourself referenced it. You're here today still testifying, still giving glory to God because you developed a spirit a long time ago that I'll glean my way. Hallelujah. I'll make the most of every altar call. I'll make the most of every sermon. 
I'll make the most of every testimony. Hallelujah. If you don't want it, just leave it here. I'll pick it up. Hallelujah. I'm not just going to go to church, but I'm going to go to church and get something out of it. I'm not just going to come, but I'm going to leave something that will bless my family. I'm going to leave with something that will bless my home. Hallelujah. Who am I talking to? This is the season of comebacks. This is the season for Ruth and Naomi's to come back to the house of God and the will of God. So, so here's, okay, I'm not going to check the phone real quick. I tell you this, because it says when she did it the first day, that she went home and showed showed Naomi what she had, and uh, and so with, with that being said, she showed Naomi what she had. And it could have been somewhere about 20 pounds after she got it all, after she got it all cleaned up, which was more than what she bargained for. And so I think it's interesting. Hallelujah. When she went back the next day, and she went back the next day, and she went back the next day, that all of a sudden she just didn't find enough to get by. And then go on to someone else. And go on to someplace else. Because certainly, you may convince yourself there's an easier road for you to hoe. But sometimes you only gather your greatest blessings if you're willing to glean. Do we have... Do we have anybody here that could just, you don't have to say it, but by a show of a hand that you can recognize what I'm preaching because you've been through a season of gleaning that, that yeah, I, I've seen God move where he just poured it out more than what I could handle. But I've also had seasons in my life where it seemed like it was a struggle to get everything I got. But hallelujah, I come through the other side and realize that he's a God at work in both situations. Hallelujah. And the key to your comeback is a willingness to glean. I feel a witness in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. My God, I feel like I tapped into something. Somebody's trying to come back. I know to the surface it might look you've never left, but spiritually, you're trying to come back to a place of consecration, a place of commitment that you've set out for a deeper walk with God and somehow you've been met with resistance. I'm here to tell you, he put it in me. He put it in me. If you want to have a comeback, if you want a comeback spirit, you want a comeback mentality, you want a comeback nature, rejoice not against me, hold my enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light to me. Devil, I'm going to do this when it's not easy. I'm going to do it when I'm behind the reapers. I'm going to do it when it's... I'm going to say this. Allow me to get personal with you if you can. I'm going to pull it right next to you. What's it look like for the Campbell? I tell you what it looks like. It looks like that you're struggling 
and you may look across the aisle and, and, and you may see others just seem like everything they're doing is turning out sunshine. And, you're, and you're, it's a struggle. And, here, and you, if you're not careful, you can get bitter and discouraged and frustrated because you, you're, you're eating the leftovers when you know that the God you serve is bigger than that. But it is the relationship that you're building. Hallelujah. It's the willingness to get out there day by day and gather it bit by bit. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Ruth didn't know, hallelujah, what she was walking into. But she walked into her blessing. She walked into her destiny. She walked slap David to the bloodline of David and Jesus Christ. For one reason is she was willing to glean forever how long it took until she caught the eye of Boaz, until it shifted, until it changed. I will get it however I can get it until I get through whatever I'm in. I'm going to say this. Help you, help you, help you out with this. Okay, real quick. Because there should always, if we got a good, strong, healthy church, there should always be a mixture of what's going on in here. We're in trouble. I'm okay. We're in trouble. We're in trouble. If as an assembly, we all come in gleaning. Because the very premise is that there should be a mixture of of all of us, if it's a good, healthy church, that there's always going to be somebody that's got an overflowing, hallelujah, and they've got enough barley. Don't get mad at them. Don't get mad at them because they're, they're leaving something for you to glean. But hang on. It will come full circle. They'll find themselves gleaning one day, and it will be you that's got the... That's why we have a church. That's why we stay together. That's why we pray together. Because we... Thank God. Thank God we're not always at the same place. Okay, I'm going to go a little bit deeper with that. There are some years I have no idea what he's talking about. Gleaning, leftovers scraps falling behind somebody you may not be able to connect with it right now because you're in a season of plenty everything just comes easy to you i'll speak to ministry you'll go ministry will go you'll go through seasons where there's a sermon every and then you'll go seasons yeah dear lord you're you're looking for anything to be a sign. But those seasons come and go. In a good, strong, healthy apostolic church, there should be that. There's, there should be enough of the overflow to help the poor and help the stranger. That's not making fun of anybody because those roles will change one day. So here's, here's the meat of my message. Is that although not everyone can relate to what I'm saying, 
there's someone who you, as I talk, you feel like I'm talking directly to you. And I'm not lifting myself up. I just know what I felt in prayer. There's somebody trying to make a comeback and you need to go help them. You need to go tell them that it may not be easy. That it may take a process. That it may have to take advantage of every service. They may, if you're a young person, that means I may have to load up. Our, our back to school rally August 10th is in Panama City. About an hour, an hour and 15 minutes from where we're at. It's the first day back for kids at school. My clan's going to go to school that day. And we're going to go to church that night. Because what they need in the field might be there. You see, if you're... I feel like I'm okay. If you're, if you're gleaning, you'll show up at that Tuesday night prayer. <laughs> yeah. If you're gleaning, you're just looking for it any way you can get it. If, if, oh, I feel I talk. If you're gleaning, you'll kind of migrate them holy people in church, them folks that are known to lay hands on you, them folks that are known to speak a word to you. You might not always get around them, but when you're gleaning, you kind of get next to them. Maybe they got a word for me. Hallelujah. Why? Because you've got something in your soul that says, I cannot leave without getting what I need from God and so and so how long does it take I don't know how long am I going to be in this I don't know how long will I have to just get a little bit here and a little bit there I have no idea but I can take you to Matthew 15 as musicians come and I can tell you this that if you're willing to do it, if you're willing to glean, God is willing to bless. If you're willing to humble yourself, amen. It may not be a popular way to end it, but I was raised, but it gets in sometimes, it's just how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? I want to come back. I want a fresh anointing. I want to feel that joy again. I want to feel that peace again. I want to feel that dance again. I want to feel that shout again. I want to feel what I felt, hallelujah, when I first prayed through. I sat there in that tabernacle in Ocala, and I felt a coming back. Of Ruth and Naomi's. To me and my church, but the junior, Ruth and Naomi represented. Naomi is the, is the renewal of folks in the church. Ruth, I mean, Naomi's renewal of folks in the church. Ruth is the renewal of folks who have never been in. That God showed me, hallelujah, revival. At the, at the same time, can I prophesy my God and tell you, at the same time it has been, you can see the renewal of the saints and the praying through of folks who have never been here and a God that's able to do both if he can find a people willing to glean. We serve a God that's able. I used to think he was waiting on us. 
If we never get the church tied up, no. We serve a God bigger than that. At the same time, we're praying through Naomi's who have been around for years. On this side, here come the roofs who have never tasted and have never known. And God said, if I've got a hungry people, I can do both. If I've got a desperate people, I can do both. If I've got a people willing to get in the field and get after it, I can do both. Oh, somebody give him praise right now. And so, what I told you, it's not glamorous, is it? What a, what a, what I told you. Good luck getting us to the altar on that, bud. You told me that I come up, I'm signing up for the scraps. I'm signing up for the leftovers. I'm signing up for whatever I find. I'm signing up for a, an attitude of a little here, a little there, bit by bit. If I come up there today, I could be signing up for four months when I want it to be over today. Well, Matthew 15, a woman of Canaan approaches Jesus. He ignores her at first. Then he says, it's not meat to cast the children's bread unto dogs. Brother Gibson, a spirit of gleaning came out of that woman of Canaan without bowing her head, without losing her breath. She simply said, truth, Lord. But even the dogs get the crumbs that fall from the master's table. With just a crumb, her daughter was set free of that devil. Don't you underestimate what God can do with just a handful that falls from his table. God, little as much when God is in it. It's, it's, they're saying God can heal in the handful as well as the barrel full. He's looking for someone willing to go after it. Would you stand this morning? I need some prayer warriors just for a moment. Hallelujah. It's 12, 18. Would you lift your hands right now? Hallelujah. Hear me. Hear me. Hear me. I want to help somebody. I don't know what you're coming back from. I don't know what's been going on in your life. But I'm sitting to tell you that there's a comeback in the Holy Ghost. And hallelujah. You need to be willing to glean, willing to seek the Lord, willing to pray. Come on, somebody. This altar's open for just a few moments. Come get what you need. Come get what you need this morning. Come get what you need this morning. Come get what you need this morning. Come. Would you come? Would you come? Would you come around the front? Hallelujah. Don't worry about what anybody else says. Don't worry about what anybody else is doing.
I'll glean if I have to. I'll glean if I have to. That's it, church. That's it, church. I'll glean it. I'm on no Yoshi. Get that behind I don't know how long it will take. I don't know what you'll have to do. But Lord, I'm willing. I'm willing, Lord. I'm willing, Lord. Little bit by little bit. Day by day. For my family. For my marriage. For my ministry. For my comeback. Woo! Come on, show him that you're willing today. Show that hunger today. Show that desperation today. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.